0: of some of the other work that we do, which is the public education work. And in commemorating the centennial of women's suffrage, we were looking to experts to help inform us about the history of the suffrage movement to help us to fill in the picture about how the 19th amendment came about and where it fell short and how not to make the same mistakes and how it contributed to the building of women's political power and the through line to the equal rights amendment, which is one of our bottom line, which is one of our bottom line issues that, as you know, NWPC was founded by out of the failed passage of the Equal Rights Amendment in 1971 by the women who were Mm. fighting to pass the Equal Rights Amendment. So there is a through line there between our organization and the Equal Rights Amendment and the 19th Amendment. And I will say lastly, also go to nwpc.org slash her story. And our national organization has a podcast we've launched that is profiling the women of NWPC. And the first woman that is profiled is Shirley Chisholm. And there's a foreword by NWPC president Donna Lent. And it will include speeches from women like Jill Ruckelshaus. She's one of the early NWPC leaders. And they're going to release a new couple of podcasts every week. Uh, So that would probably be interesting to you. We had a record number of women who ran for Congress this year, 584, 357 of them were Democrats. While we are a multi-partisan organization, Republicans just are not pro-choice at this time, so we don't get any pro-choice candidate Republicans that we endorse, so we just focus on the Democrats it's up 23%. The number of women who were running for Congress was up 23%. So we could have a substantively changed house. And we are trying to protect Katie Porter. And we're trying to get Christy Smith, you know, back into that CD25 seat. And that's Katie um, Hill's. that was real seat. Yeah. yeah. And we'll also know what that top of the ticket did to down ballot, because this is the first presidential election where all of these races are aligned on the ballot. And we're really worried that there will be ballot fatigue, and that people will not vote down, keep going down their ballots, scrolling down. But who knows, because people are voting from home, maybe, maybe that will counter some of that ballot fatigue that people have. And maybe we'll still see high turnout down ballot.
1: And I guess it's made a little bit harder for you in Los Angeles County. We got a pretty good primary run with the, the distribution of vote by mail ballots in Orange County, it worked really smoothly, but it was a kind of a disaster in LA County. So you don't have a legacy of a well administered primary to go into with the additional headwinds of the post office service collapsing. So that's Ooh. that's a char for all of right. you up
0: there. Yeah. It is it is a problem and we do have some really significant races here in, you know, in LA County. You know, obviously the district attorney race is is hot here. And, you know, we, NWPC has endorsed District Attorney Jackie Lacey, and we recognize Mm -hmm. and appreciate the, you know, the challenges and concerns that people have about her candidacy, about her, you know, re-election race. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have a policy, a longstanding policy of working with women who we have endorsed and worked with in the past who continue to legislate consistent with our bottom line issues, we have a longstanding history of working with those women to ensure that where they are falling short, we are trying to support them to make sure that they're addressing the needs of the community. And we only endorse women. We do not endorse men absolutely at all. You know, so you know, we have taken a position in that race. That race is getting a lot of publicity, I know, because yes. of the progressive issues at play, but equally important, and this goes to how important it is to support pipeline races. Actually, I will rephrase that. More importantly, yes. we have a board of supervisors race here. That we're struggling with, and we have to get the word out about Senator Holly Mitchell, who represents, you know, Mid City, mm-hmm. is in a race to fill the District Two seat on the, the LA seat. County Board of Supervisors. It's an open seat. Um, she is running against a highly regarded opponent out of the City Council here in LA, and you know who has served in the state legislature. Senator Mitchell is the chair of the state budget committee. She was in the the state assembly. She ran a nonprofit here in L.A. that provided child care resources and policy here in L.A. County and across the nation. And if Senator Mitchell is successful, when Senator Mitchell is successful, you know, she would become the fifth member of uh, the Board of Supervisors, and we would have an all-woman Board of Supervisors here in LA County. It would be historic. Oh my goodness. Right, right. There are four women who are on the Board of Supervisors now. Holly Mitchell would become the fifth. This is such a monumental and important campaign. The people don't appreciate the power that the county has. Uh, If LA County were a nation, we would have the ninth largest economy in the world, you know, wow. behind California, if it were a nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, one in, there are 40 million Americans in California, 9 million Americans in LA County. So, you know, we have like an incredible population Here in the county, the county is responsible for providing a multitude of resources and services to individuals. And unfortunately, the Board of Supervisors races just don't get the kind of of look that they need. I mean, you can attest to it there in Orange County. You all have a large county as well. So as we're faced with what's happening with the pandemic, you know how the county, you know, leadership becomes the driving force around, you know, protecting your citizens. And so, you know, we really are doing a, you know, a heavy lift around trying to get people to become knowledgeable about this Board of Supervisors race. And we have wholeheartedly endorsed Senator Mitchell. It's one of the rare instances where she was not only endorsed, by her local chapters, but she was also endorsed by the state organization. And that's just an example of how important this race is, you know, is to all of us, so. And I understand,
1: uh, you, Karen, that you have to amplify and elevate her, but in my capacity, I need to say she's running against City Council Member Herb Wesson. So just to complete that, the thought there. So, but I, I understand the role that NWPC has. you got to, it's all about your candidate, but I need to insert that that's the candidate that she's opposing. So, right.
0: See, one thing that we were looking at and we didn't get a chance to really get to, because again, capacity, is the f- sort of phenomena of attacking public health uh, officers and particularly women. And the challenge to women's authority as public health officers, we definitely feel like there's something there. We've seen some articles written about sort of how women uh, public health officers were received versus men uh, and the particularly personalized attacks that were made on women public health officers. I know you know that from Orange County because yours signed and nationally, though, Yeah. Nationally, though, we were seeing story after story of women public health officers who were just being attacked. It had an air of misogyny to it. It wasn't just a disagreement with, you know, it wasn't just policy disagreement. There was an air of misogyny to it that is not being talked about and acknowledged. Uh, and I, I, I'll put that bug in your in your ear. Uh, uh, you know, something to look at, too. <laughs> It's hard to watch other people's public health officers when we're all
1: trying to sort of make sense of what we got to deal with locally. And what I loathe about even even our local NPR affiliates, they never get it right. They They say that Nicole Quick was threatened and she resigned because she was threatened. She resigned because her board of supervisors put through her under their bus. So
0: when, when but journalists are that lazy. Of it too. That's but that's well, the misogyny of it too. Is, right, yeah, right. that's yeah. totally, Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, and and especially um, it was my board of supervisor that I I know exactly what moment it happened. It was the moment it, it was in the meeting where she was first she was doxed. He acknowledged that she has some kind of security, and then he badmouthed the policy line about masking. So I mean, right. I remember watching that. It was appalling. So I want to thank you again, Carrie Ann Pharrell-Hines, for being on the
0: show today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Likewise. It was great talking with you, and, and I appreciated the opportunity to talk with you. So thank you for inviting me. Thanks for reaching out.